the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Don't worry, squirrel. We're going to get to the livestock Casanovas referred to as Hamas, and my Jewish brothers in the IDF kicking their ass as they turn Gaza into the moon. That ghetto looks like the moon right now. Hey, you got any more ideas? And bring back every hostage, you morons. In the meantime, let's talk about our own terrorists, our own corrupt mafia, posing as the government. It turns out that Christopher Ray, scallywag, private jet riding fraud that he is, isn't just on Capitol Hill because he's providing campaign commercials for everybody who's running for American principles against the mafia. But he's there to put back in place FISA 702 rule which allows the most corrupt FBI, CIA, and one of the other 18 intelligence agencies to spy on us. You see, because they suck when it comes to spying on foreign threats. Otherwise, they would have known about the goat Casanovas and the attack on Israel. Just for those in the audience who haven't been following this debate, the request from the privacy community and from many members of Congress, it should be said, has been for an overall estimate how many millions of communications out of the pool of stuff that this program is bringing in are... By the way, we've been warned about this since the Patriot Act. We've been warned that the government with this kind of unbridled power will turn its attention on American citizens. And before you know it, they will have the confidence to steal the most important election in the country. And they will then use their misguided power that the people unwittingly gave them against Americans who spoke up against the fascism, American style. It's called FISA 702, and that's why Christopher Wray was really there. Now, the trick is for Christopher Wray and the corrupt government to pretend they're really worried about threats to the U.S., and they need the power. And this time, they promise they won't use it against Americans who are on to their fraud. What is Iran trying to do to America? So Iran, which is, of course... And by the way, when you want help in perpetrating a, gover- a government uh, surveillance fraud, there's no better asset than, uh, than this buffoon from the Carolinas who, des- who de- decides, I like Trump, then I don't like the rules of Americanism. Lindsey Graham, who likes to ride his horse side saddle the world's biggest state sponsor of terrorism. Let's start there. Um, Iran, just in the last couple of years, if you want to bring it home here to the homeland, in the last couple of years, Iran has tried to assassinate a former U.S. national security advisor on U.S. soil, 
has tried to kidnap and then try to kill a journalist, American journalist and human rights activist right smack in the middle of New York City. Well, then why don't we kill him? Why don't we kill them all? The heads of the Iranian government. We kill them and then it goes away. See, but what you're going to do is fear monger, right? The only difference is you're not going to do it about the mystical, magical climate. You're going to do it about the Iranian, the biggest sponsors of terrorism. Well, then kill them. But instead, you want the power to misuse against Americans like me, because you know that I see you as the most corrupt American government that has ever existed in this country. Has conducted a cyber attack on a children's hospital in New England and for extra credit, as Director Ratcliffe and I announced in the fall of 2020, tried to interfere in the last presidential election. So Notice how they never call for killing the heads of the government. Never. Well, you got a problem. You take out the head. Any New York half-assed gangster will tell you the truth. But not you guys, Lindsey Graham and the rest of you cowards. You want to send grunts there to die like you've been doing for decades. Why not just kill the, uh, what is he, the Shaw, the uh, Ayatollah? What is that 7th century yard gnome calling himself today? I don't really care. We know where his palace is. Bomb it. In the meantime, we're going to depend on my Jewish brothers to do what they need to do so that Hamas is no more. From the river to the sea, those goat Casanovas will not be. Are you concerned that international terrorism threats to the homeland are rising as the border continues to be broken? Boy, I wonder if they're going to ask, how come they released from all of the banks that were holding the terrorists' money, you know, the one that's funding all the terrorists around the world? I wonder if they're going to ask, do you think it's a coincidence that the most obvious asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, the election stealing fraud, the dimwit in diapers, Joe Biden, uh, enriched Iran. Do you think that maybe that's a problem, Christopher Ray? Or do you have to go meet your family in the Adirondacks on the FBI's private jet, you half-ass buffoon? I am concerned that we are in an elevated threat environment, a heightened threat environment from foreign terrorist organizations um, for a whole host of reasons. Um, and obviously their ability to exploit. Uh, so Lindsey Graham played his role in the theater of our government, and he's concerned, and he wants the FBI to have all of the authority, you know, the one that they've been abusing for the last decade, the last two decades against the American people, and haven't stopped Jack when it came to terrorism around the world. Is the FBI, do they make a routine practice of allowing partisan political optics to prevent investigating serious evidence of corruption? My instructions to our people on this and on every other investigation are that we are to follow the facts wherever they lead, no matter who likes it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Then explain to me, you lying fraud, how you sat on the evidence that the sitting usurper referred to as the president, Joe Biden. You had a laptop and a hard drive with tens of thousands of emails of absolute unmitigated proof of bribery. And you sat there with your thumb in your derriere. Explain it. No matter what political influence. And why did you get the GPS there. data on where Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were? Again, Senator, with respect, I can't discuss but, but it's an not ongoing investigation. And, and, and Director Ray, you and I have gone round and round on this because I understand anytime you're asked about this, the answer is it's an ongoing investigation. Of course, the investigation isn't ongoing. You're not doing the work. You got whistleblowers pointing out that you're not doing the work and you are hiding behind the skirts of the attorney general. And I want to know about the phone, you fraud. You know, the burner phone. 
that the dimwit had since he was vice president. Peter, you broke a lot of this years ago uh, about the Biden family influence peddling. And you've got new information this morning, uh, breaking news on a cell phone that Joe Biden was using. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. What is the line of communications between Hunter Biden and his business partners and Joe Biden when he's vice president of the United States? It's not the government phone. It's not Joe Biden's personal phone. We know from the laptop that Hunter Biden's business paid for a private phone line that Joe Biden used while he was vice president. It was from 18. There has been seven books written specifically about the evidence that the was on the hard driver hard drive that the FBI sat on for one year prior to the election in 2020. And now you have the audacity to come and ask for another reinstatement of the misused 702 FISA law, which you have used to surveil parents who don't want their little girls to play with boys on Christians that sing in the choir. And in the meantime, you don't have any of the answers of the actual evidence because now it's time for an impeachment. And I don't want to hear about an inquiry. I want an impeachment and I want it now. Well, look, the impeachment inquiry is necessary because, um, as you know, our, our committees of jurisdiction, oversight, judiciary, ways and means, Chairman uh, Comer and Jordan and Smith have done an extraordinary job following the facts on this. Remember, remember, it's the, Article One of the Constitution gives the House the impeachment authority. And I've said at this podium before, next to a declaration of war, impeachment, arguably the heaviest power that the, the House. You're forgetting about treason and all treason takes is two witnesses or a confession. You have the two witnesses. You've had them for seven months. It is time not for an inquiry, but to remove the dimwit in diapers before a nuke goes off in my country from the third world invasion happening at the southern border. Let me thank Chairman uh, Smith and Chairman Coleman for their great work. Uh, I would just say this. The White House is, I think this is the bottom line, frankly. The White House's story has changed multiple times. The Justice Department's story has changed multiple times. But the story and the testimony from Mr. Ziegler and Mr. Shapley has not changed, has not wavered. And it has stood up, stood up under several hours of cross-examination in the Oversight Committee when we had a hearing. Their testimony has been validated by every single witness we've talked to. We've now talked to three U.S. attorneys, two FBI agents. He has stolen money, used liaisons to pass through from the Chinese Communist Party. Once again, revealed on the Capitol today. Ms. McGill, as president of UPenn, can you give us some insight into why Joe Biden was paid almost a million dollars by UPenn? What were his responsibilities when he is at UPenn? Did he teach a class? I appreciate the question. Uh, President Biden was a professor of practice at University of Pennsylvania for. Professor of practice. Do you have one photograph of Joe Biden speaking to a class? Do you have one? And the answer is no. But she has a lot of excuses that were prepped by the DNC. Traitors, as they're known to you and me. A little over two years. My understanding is that his salary was 400000 My understanding? I don't want your understanding, bimbo. I want the facts. Thousand dollars a year. We also had uh, Mr. Jeb Bush as a professor of practice at University of Pennsylvania. Professor, uh, President Biden had a wide variety of uh, uh, obligations. He was in what many different classes. Exactly, did he have? 
He was he held seminars. He was in many different classes. He interacted with thousands of students over the. T- then provide a picture, provide dates, provide testimony, of which you have none. Like every other Democrat, all you have is a fairy tale and a lie. Time he was there, mm-hmm. he invited uh, speakers. The goal of the center was to enhance for four hundred thousand dollars. Anonymous student, uh, anonymous Chinese donations poured into UPenn after your university hired Joe Biden, and he appeared to have a no-show job. Because you are a vehicle of corruption, and UPenn and the upper echelon should be under investigation immediately. Because I know what this is. This is an invasion. This is a communist sympathizer. This is a traitor posing as a president, an asset of the Chinese Communist Party. Here in Lukeville, we are quite literally in the middle of nowhere, two and a half hours to the closest major city. Thousands are crossing here illegally every day, and the situation is completely unsustainable. We'll step out, give you a look at the scene here. This is a mass of hundreds upon hundreds of people who have crossed the border illegally and are camped out here at the border wall, waiting to be apprehended by Border Patrol. You'll quickly notice these are all single adult men. There is not a single woman or child in this group you're looking at, and these guys are coming in from all over the world, large amounts of African men from Senegal, from Guinea, from Mauritania, from Egypt, others from the Middle East, others from Asia. This is Border Patrol's Tucson, Arizona sector, which just had 17,500 illegal crossings last week alone. That is the highest weekly total ever recorded. And what is the FBI targeting? But I can tell you that we don't investigate people for their exercise of their constantly protected, constitutionally protected religious expression. I, I that particular can't. intelligence product is something that as soon as I saw it, I was aghast. I had it withdrawn. Really, you were aghast. I was. And, oh, really? Yes, and what sir. have you done about it? Did you fire the people who wrote it? No, I had it withdrawn. Have you fired anybody involved in it? Senator, if you would give me a chance to answer That's a your yes question. or a no. It's not hard. Have you fired anyone involved in the writing of that outrageous memo about which, frankly, you've repeatedly misled the public? Yes or no? The individuals involved have in that product fired were anyone? not, just a minute, were not found to have engaged in any intentional or bad faith conduct. And in fact, in fact, Senator, a number of the individuals so the involved, no. a number of the individuals involved in writing that product in the Richmond office were themselves catholic so the notion oh i see that they were what the memo say squirrel do you know how many other parishes around the country have priests or choir directors been approached by the way are are catholic choirs now are are they are they breeding grounds for domestic terrorism is this is this your latest theory how many other parishes have fbi agents approached priests and choir directors to ask about but you didn't approach any of the chinese of the pass-throughs of corruption to the sitting usurper called the President of the United States. In fact, you said on the information that proves beyond the shadow of a doubt he is a traitor, guilty of treason. And you want more money and more power? The answer is no to 702 FISA law. The answer is defund the Federal Bureau of Incompetence, referred to as the FBI. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest, in the nation, and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Government, the only place where losers and failures get promotions and raises. 
and the bureaucracies that we know are incompetent if we're polite, corrupt if we can read, seem to always grow. Is the FBI, do they make a routine practice of allowing partisan political optics to prevent investigating serious evidence of corruption? My instructions to our people on this and on every other investigation are that we are to follow the facts wherever they lead, no matter who likes it, no matter what political influence. And why did you get the GPS data on where Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were? Again, Senator, with respect, I can't discuss an ongoing. Let me ask you this, then, you fraud. Then how come for 40 years under your nose, an ambassador was an asset of the communists in Cuba. Tonight, former American ambassador Manuel Roca, accused of being an agent for Cuba, made his first appearance in a Miami courtroom today. His family is seen. Or how about Bob Menendez right before your eyes, stealing, robbing, lying on the intelligence committee? This was the scene of the crime, an Edgewater, New Jersey penthouse, November 2013. 22 gold bars stolen from this man, millionaire developer Fred Davies. At gunpoint, Davies was tied to a chair by a gang of four. They stole. You'll never believe, Squirrel, where the bars showed up. In Menendez's closet. Huh. Scott McHenry. Yes. Yeah, just calling to uh, comment on the uh, pattern that uh, the, the, the reenactment of the FISA 702 just on the heels of the uh, next pending election. and just uh, yes. recognize this pattern. It's outrageous, and the misuse that has already taken place over the last 15 years specifically goes unmentioned. And how convenient it is to have a problem at the border, to have what appears to be assets of of enemy governments streaming through the border, and now they need it because we've never had a bigger threat. I'm starting to see that pattern, too. It's the fear-mongering, as so people turn over their rights to a corrupt government that they know is a mafia. Thank you very much, Scott. It's disgusting. And how many times are you going to fall for it? Teresa on the Brass Coast. Hey, Sean. Brass Coast checking in. Uh, you know I've been listening to you for years. I began listening to you when you were on AM560, when you were on once a week on a Sunday. Yeah. And what got me hooked, yeah, what got me hooked on your show is when you called the United States government a mafia. And I'll tell you why. My mom and dad explained to me when I was growing up how the U.S. government is nothing more than a mafia. And they were exactly right. You're exactly right. It's all coming All you have to do is be the victim of a mafia to recognize the real mafia. Right. You know, the nice thing about neighborhood mafias is those guys go to jail or die. The government just grows and gains more power, as you're seeing every day. Absolutely. Thank you, Teresa. It's a mafia with pensions. And obviously there's no IQ test, as you can see from the idiots that occupy the positions of power. Jason Melrose. Hey, Sean, thank you for taking my call. Thanks for making it. Hey, man, I I don't know how you don't swear, because I get so angry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I swear, baby. I love to swear. I put mustard on it. I eat it up. I love it. Just not on air. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, one of the things that made me angry to my core during your newscast before you came on was the guy, I don't know who it was, but, oh, please, oh, please release the hostages, please. How about this? How about you got 48 hours to let them free, or I'm coming down there and I'm going to gut you like a pig? The nice thing is the IDF is doing the work for us. And when this is over, from the river to the sea, not a goat Casanova will you see. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. John and Morton Grove. 
Oh, this is a good call to piggyback on because this is my subject. You know, 10 days ago, I was reading about uh, the, the ceasefire agreement and all the nonsense that went into that. And I couldn't believe when I read and no aerial surveillance a lot no. while while they rearm. <laughs> is that awesome? Actually, right in front of your face. I freaking love it. And you know what else I love? The coward, corrupt American government. Okay, do that. Okay, let's do that. And they know there's 300 miles of tunnels under schools, under it all. That's how you know they're in on the scam, brother. They're not interested in eradicating the problem. They're interested in profiting from the corrupt policy. And that explains Liz Cheney's assets. It certainly isn't because she can shake her moneymaker. Thank you very much for the call. Where is it? Israel says its war with Hamas is back at full strength with operations on the ground in Gaza and in the air. I don't hear any Aloha snack bar. Do you hear that? Well, they're not trying to fly any jets around, are they? Are they trying to fly the C-130? Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. goes your date on Saturday. I don't hear any of that. We see here a uh, fighting tunnel of Hamas 15 meters deep. The Israeli army released this video Saturday right outside a school. Supporting their claims that Hamas uses civilian structures to shield terror infrastructure. That's alright. You're training the kids to kill them anyways. You don't fool anybody except for our FBI and our military and apparently every politician we have. 312-642-5600. This is the show. Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. A year's supply of food changes the directory of a poor family's life. It changes the trajectory of children and their ability to study and learn because they don't have to have that worry on their shoulder. It's truly remarkable. My next guest is Paul Jacobs from Food for the Poor. To let us know exactly how much you are needed and how much you are appreciated and how successful Food for the Poor has been over the last 40 years in 17 countries. He is Paul Jacobs. Paul, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm great. It is great to be with you. Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And, you know, the nice thing about our country is, though, we go through difficult times. We can always rebound because we're steeped in freedom and liberty and the idea of property rights individually. Most countries are not. And those that are not suffer tremendous poverty, do they not? No, that's exactly right. And it's interesting you say the the reason that we're steeped in uh, liberty means that we have a responsibility. We can't just sit back and watch things idly happen. This is the greatest country on the face of the planet. And by that, we are the greatest givers. We are the first in and the last out. And I know that that may be very controversial to most, but to a child, like the ones that you're helping right now bring life-saving food, at a time of giving, that means everything. To a mother who is working tirelessly seven days a week, just like you work hard for your own family, just to put food on the table. But the two or three dollars they may earn uh, is not enough to provide that food for that child. Your gift of $80, Sean, your listeners, just tremendous compassion at this giving season will turn the answer, answer to prayer and turn the life around for children and families. And you know what's interesting is we've been doing this. I've been affiliated with the station for 
I don't know, 10 years maybe, and we've been doing it every year. Yeah. And I love how successful it is. But before I would do it, I have to tell you, I'm a jerk. I'm going to be very frank with you. I would never support you if you weren't good and honest and you were successful at it. And, and you've been able to have a record that's amazing. 40 years, 17 countries, $15 billion. You give 90 cents out of every dollar. And you somehow manage to feed two kids for a year for $80. And uh, I was talking to your... Uh, the girl from your your program, I forgot her name, escapes me. Anitra Parmalee. Anitra, Anitra yeah. Parmalee, yeah, my colleagues. I was, I was talking to Anitra, and she was telling me, because I, I like the, the way things work. Yeah. You also are working with wholesalers. You're working with transportation companies. In some cases, you're working with gangs that are controlling the area of chaos, where yeah. you're still helping the kid. And what I love about your organization is you go in areas that have historically been used as pawns, for corrupt profiteers to profit, and you're still there, still delivering over four decades. It's astonishing. That's exactly right. You know, for example, uh, Amy Jacobson from The Morning Answer, she traveled with us to Haiti, and she saw it for herself. She saw the work that Food for the Poor is able to do in the midst of crushing poverty. Now, since the gangs and civil unrest has taken over a lot of communities in Haiti, Food for the Poor has not stopped. The work has not stopped. We've just had to adapt and overcome to get the families that your generosity supports the food that they desperately need. We've gone to churches. We've gone to civic organizations. We've gone so much as, well, we can't go through barricaded roads, so we're going to go on a barge and go to another port and ship food into a community. We're going to a church where families congregate on a weekly basis to pray and to worship the Lord and give them the food that they need so they can get by another day. And, you know, I love the idea that you could be giving food to a kid today who turns out to be a liberator of his people tomorrow. And that's the, the, the part of the possibilities that I like, is that in these countries there will be, hopefully, eventually, a founding father of liberty and the same things that made this country great. And that's what I love about it, is you're feeding the optimism in the countries, you're feeding the children. You know, it's interesting you talk about that. We had a child that was in a feeding program in Jamaica. And her family was terribly poor and her parents could not feed her on a regular basis until they connected with food for the poor. That young lady is now finishing medical school, going back to Jamaica to help her people. That's who you're helping. And that's the future you're creating. This isn't political. This is a humanitarian call for you and I in the greatest country on the face of this planet to do what we always do. And that is respond admirably with the um, with the American ideals of generosity and compassion. And what I love about it is you're also capitalizing on the so-called generosity and compassion of corporations that are often demonized. After all, these people are also contributing to the charity, the people who supply the food and the goods. They're giving it to you at a steep discount. So obviously they mm -hmm. recognize the good you're doing. The transportation companies recognize the good you're doing. Yeah. And this is a machine that keeps going. I love the fact that you really come on once a year. And, um, you know, through our partnership, we give some advertising and you get it. I love the fact that you reach these goals and set records. So how are we doing? Because I'm competitive and I want to raise more money than the morning show. Well, I t <laughs> your listeners are responding admirably. Let me just start by saying thank you to, we have John and Ellen from Rockford. They just gave a $500 gift. God bless you. Thank you, John and Ellen. We have Chris from Wakanda, a little village right there north of Arlington Heights. He gave a gift of $80. Thank you. Nice. Mark from Orland Park, $80. And we just got two businesses that have stepped into the fray with a gift of $2,500. And maybe this is the first time you're hearing of the business benefactor gift here at AM65. 
560 The Answer. That $2,500 gift, because of a generous match, is going to activate 62 children to get food for an entire year. Two meals a day when you give that gift. And we had two gifts today alone. Now, we're, there's 12 of you, 12 businesses in the greater Chicago area that have stepped up and said yes to getting these families this food. We have already gotten close to three thousand children fed but we have a long way to go and we need your help and i want you to know you sean you, you said it beautifully you said you know for the every year food for the poor comes back to the am560 listeners well so let me just peel that back a little bit and go a little bit higher for our 40 plus years that we have been in existence food for the poor food for the poor has partnered with salem media group your parent organization, your your radio company, for more than half of that. Listeners to the Mike Gallagher Show may have heard his passion when he talks about his trip to Food for the Poor, or Amy Jacobson when she traveled to Haiti recently with us. Food for the Poor has a very in, inextricably linked relationship with this radio station and the connection of radio stations to AM560, and we need you right now. If you're a listener and if you are a supporter of this radio station, we need you to partner with who we're partnered with. And that is AM560, The Answer. And, you know, so many fathers are going to order takeout today for their kids. And nowadays, mm-hmm. if you order three pizzas, you're at 80 bucks. Yeah. You are. In Chicagoland area, it's preposterous to feed your family of four. If you just double it tonight, you feed two more kids for a, a year. That's something to feel good about. And the business benefactor, as somebody who runs businesses, the idea for $2,500, you get 41-minute commercials is fantastic. Paul? I enjoy you coming on every year. I truly love the idea. And I'm pretty convinced I'm going to kick Dan Prof's ass in raising money. So thank you very much for helping me beat Dan Prof once again. Challenge thrown. Good. I love it. (laughs) Thank you you very much. God bless you. You too. Take care. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Squirrel, big story is that Bob Menendez, who's always been as crooked as Grand Avenue, embroiled in a scandal where only a Democrat sewer ghetto area would not uh, convict him for sleeping with underage $30 third world whores as he was flown down by a campaign contributor's private jet, a crooked uh, uh, dentist who was making $100 million a year in Florida. And Bob Menendez's biggest campaign contributor got off, walked, because much like Ed Burke's going to walk, it was in a Democrat sewer area, and they hate to convict crooks. But this is going to be a hard one to get out from under. This was the scene of the crime, an Edgewater, New Jersey penthouse, November 2013. 22 gold bars stolen from this man, millionaire developer Fred Davies. At gunpoint, Davies was tied to a chair by a gang of four. They stole 176 items in all, including a half million in cash and those gold bars. The suspects were caught that night. Davies later seen in court watching the robbers plead guilty. To get his valuables back, Davies had to certify each item was his, including every one of those gold bars. Each gold bar has its own serial number, Davies explained to the Bergen County Prosecutor's Office. They're all stamped. You'll never see two stamped the same way. A decade later, four of those gold bars with those unique serial numbers were allegedly found by the FBI in the Clifton home of Senator Menendez and his wife, Nadine. So the developer, 
gave them to the crooked center for the same reason Ed Burke got campaign contributions from developers in Chicago. Together are worth approximately $150,000. U.S. Attorney Damian Williams showed images of some of the gold bars he said were part of hundreds of thousands in bribes paid to the senator and his wife by Davies and two other New Jersey businessmen. The bank stamps and serial numbers on those gold bars plain for the world to see. News 4 has now obtained... So I want to give you the future of what's going to happen because Menendez will get off again in the same way Burke will. Now to the Ed Burke trial and a shakeup in the jury in one of the most watched cases in Chicago in years. CBS 2 political reporter Chris Ty has been in court every day of this trial. He joins us now at the Dirksen Federal Building where the racketeering case against Chicago's longest serving alderman continues. So Chris, what happened with this juror today? Mistrial! So there were a couple things. No, I don't know that for sure, but that's where it'll lead. Why do you think they, the juror had to be dismissed? Things on the jury front, Joe and Erica. Number one, a juror was removed because of a medical issue. We don't know anything more than that. One of the four alternates now slides up into one of those primary 12 juror positions. This individual, we understand, is a resident of Chicago, making this the third person from Chicago that will ultimately decide the guilt or innocence of Chicago's longest-running alderman. And one other note, another juror flagged to the judge today that their priest talked with them about the trial this weekend. Oh, was it Father Flager? Did he say let him go? He's a good boy. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean. I hope you're having a good day today. Splendid. What I wanted to say is uh, I have a question for you, and I think I know the answer to it, but <laughs> I want to know if you agree or you disagree about it. All right. Why is Dick, why is Dick Durbin uh, not releasing these Jeffrey Epstein uh uh, flight logs to protect the pedophiles. Uh, yeah, I mean, is he is he worried about it's going to hurt the Democrats? Oh, of course he is. You can't take a look at these smarmy son of dogs. You don't think Bill Gates gives money to the Democrats? How many contracts yeah. with the Pentagon does Microsoft have? We're using AI to find new drugs. We're using AI to look at climate change. Um, Are you using it to find underage hookers? Or now that Epstein's gone? See, see, these, these scallywags don't fool me. And by the way, why do you think he wants the illegals to be in the military? Because the rest of the country knows the Democrat mafia is corrupted and military enlistment is at its all-time lows. Even when you went to Vietnam, it was better than it is now. Thank you very much, Rich. Appreciate the call. Where is little Dick Durbin? I like my fascism in a monotone whisper. What troubles me about the debate now about the southern border is it is one half of the immigration equation yes we need order at the border yes we need to have changes in the laws that reflect the reality of the overwhelming numbers from all over the world who are coming to our our shores and our border but there's also an incredible demand for legal immigration into this country even now the presiding officer my colleague from the state of illinois has legislation which addresses one aspect. Hurry of up, you frecking moron! Bill, and I hope I describe it accurately, says that if you are an undocumented person in this country and you can pass the physical and the required test, background test, the like, you can serve in our military, and if you do it honorably, we will make you citizens of the United States. Doing jobs Americans don't want to do again? Go ahead. Go ahead, enlist. I dare you. And you'll be cannon fodder for World War III, which the government 
is pretending we're not in. Go ahead. Welcome to the Democrat Party. You're going to love it. Right after you get done sleeping on the tainted ground. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little... My next guest is a kind of a renaissance man. He is a poet, an essayist, and a screenwriter. His professional career has involved him in publishing, stage, and television production. He's also the author of a book known as The DNA of Democracy, Volume 1, and a book called The Shadow of Acropolis, Volume 2. He's got an article I saw found very interesting. It's called Marching Arm in Arm, Don't Be Fooled. Democrats are cheering for Hamas. He is Richard Lyons, and I believe he's from our area. How are you, Richard? <laughs> I'm just fine, Sean. Yeah, I was I was born in Evanston Hospital. Oh, right. look at you. I was born in Hinsdale. What do you think of that? There you go. But mine was called a sanitarium back in the 60s. Go figure. In the, <laughs> in, in the meantime, Richard, this is this is something unlike any of us have seen, no matter where you were born. We never really yeah. saw a day when American citizens sympathized with terrorists, have we? Uh, no, and it's it, to me it's alarming. And um, I mean, for the Democratic Party to be this divided is to me alarming. They had they had uh, university presidents, and by the way, it is a Democratic Party initiative to do a lot of funding of our universities in order to control them. And they had university presidents uh, in front of uh, some congressional members today, and they could not say that threatening the genocide of Israel was bullying. They said, oh, you have to put it in context. And I I just could not believe it. So you have an Iran being funded by us and firing on 76 different U.S. installations in the Middle East. We've responded responded six times by hitting empty warehouses. It's preposterous, and I can't understand for the life of me. In fact, I talked about it in my first hour of the show. Why aren't we killing the head of the Iranian government, which has we know is linked to funding of terrorism around the world? We know this. They're imprisoning their own people. And it was during the Obama administration when the people, the honest people of Iran, were crying out for help. And the Obama administration sided with the theocrats. And it's outrageous to me that that we keep chasing our tail when any good gangster will tell you, you kill the head of the family and the rest will fall in the line. Yes, right. Uh, take the head off the snake. And, and they're doing every and this is I make Sean, I have a, a, a feeling and a lot of people do that this is Obama running things from his house in the Hamptons. And it's the same policy he had towards Iran. And he still wants to go back to the JPCOA and fund Iran's way to a nuclear capability. That is how bad this is. And there and and Hamas is funded directly by Iran. Iran gives them $100 million a year. Iran gives the Hezbollah $700 billion a year. Sorry, $700 million a year. 
Yeah. So when you're when we're sending money or allowing Iran to pump oil or allowing their shipping to take place or allowing uh, their proxies to be funded, we're we're actually firing against ourselves. We're funding the attacks on Israel and against U.S. sites in the Middle East. You know what you're what you're reciting is also the uh, the schematic for our foreign policy writ large, as we have been doing this since the end of World War II. And for some reason, the people of this country continue to provide a sort of compensation or a, 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 a willful acceptance of this policy. And I'm wondering, is it just because they're not interested, because they think it's too heady, or because they're interested in the steroid freaks and tights chasing balls on the weekend? What do you think the problem is? I, I think that there, you know, there's good and evil in the world, and I think the problem is that some people have confused the two. But if there has ever been something going on in the world which provides moral clarity, it is the terrorist attacks of October 7th and, and just the bestiality. It's not even, they're calling it inhumanity, it's bestiality, what hmm. happened that day. I like and that, and we've it, got video to prove you right on many levels. Yeah, um, utterly, utterly, you know, this is evil. And you don't, you don't pat evil on the back. You kill it. Well, there's something else that I find disgusting, and that is the, our tolerance for the incivility in the world. You see, it all stems from the same group who dresses like it's the 6th century, 7th century, if I'm kind, and they continue to profess the ideology of conformity or death. And, you know, a civilized world should kind of recognize the problem. Aside from that, since they've had their own territory in the original two-state solution, it looks like a fracking ghetto. They haven't improved the sewer. They live on charity and welfare. They steal from their people. They beat them if they go out of the house, if the women go out of the house without that beekeeper costume on. I'm tired of tolerating this level of incompetence, corruption, and all-around stupidity called radical Islam. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of entertaining the idea that if you think somebody's a homosexual, you throw them off of a roof. If you don't want your wife to go, or if your wife goes out of the house, you have to put her in that freaking costume, and you get to beat your women and daughters. I'm sick and tired of it all. Yeah, there was, there was a man who, there's an, a Muslim professor, I can't remember the name, but he had something to say about Susan Sarandon backing Hamas. And he said, Miss Sarandon doesn't speak for me. I know how Muslim women are treated in, yeah. in Muslim countries. Yeah. She ought to go there and see it for herself. She'll come back here kissing Please. the ground. Well, the only reason you know her name is she took her bra off and she had a low-cut top. She wouldn't have lasted five minutes in Gaza. I mean, this, 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 no, whole, thing, this whole thing is ridiculous. And here we are. You know, I don't know. I, I, I've been paying attention for 50 years. And here we are in the same fracking story. The same story and the same aspects of the, of, of the world that are creating this chaos. They're all linked to other dastardly deeds. And they all live as billionaires in Qatar. So there's yep. another... There's another condo building we should consider taking out. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, think they, I think they're all a pack of cowards. I think Iran not admitting that they're behind Hamas is a coward. I think the Hamas leaders hiding in Qatar are cowards. But I think they're billionaires. They're the, the billionaires, yeah, because they're funded by us through Iran. What and do you know, how Richard, do you think they get their funding? When you, when you strip it all down and you go through, we have the, the beautiful reflection of history. And when you go to the 70s 
and you realize the agreement cut by the moron who refuses to die, Jimmy Carter, and his idea of enriching a cartel in the most in, in, important renewable energy inhumanity in, in today called oil. And we have in, been enriching this OPEC fraud for 70 years. 70 years. The whole time having the rich crude under our very feet. And if it wasn't for us, these idiots wouldn't have electricity in the first place. I mean, should we stop maybe putting lipstick or wax on the unvarnished truth of without us, you'd still be dusting off camels? <laughs> I think, you know, I think people ignore, and very much the university set, ignores the positive benefits that colonization and civilization have had over across the earth. And I think they ought to really think about that. Some aspects of sharing Western civilization have been good for the world. The sad thing about being polite and pretending to be civilized is that you're the perfect victim for the ignorant and uncivilized. And I don't know how many times we have to have someone and they identify murder. as being the oppressed. Oh, I please, mean, here's it's... Susan Sarandon saying she's as oppressed as a Palestinian. How about these what other idiots the that are elected to Congress? Did you know in Minnesota... Right now, there's a town in Minnesota, they do the, the five times a day with the Ali Ali Oxen Free, Aloha Snack Bar, over the airwaves, and they all go down in the town like this was Qatar. I, 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 I don't understand how this can happen in a country where Christianity isn't the official religion. How in the world have we even entertained the idea of, a, of an evil construct like Sharia law or conformity to a made-up, fraudulent God? How have we gotten this far in the year 2023? Well, I, you know, I think, I think, you know, there is some good in Islam, but the forces of good in Islam have to take this example of what Hamas has done and no. exercise itself and say, this is not Islam. This is evil. They well, need me, to police their own. I, I, I have an intolerance for all, all just tyrannies. Like, um, just like Europe... Just like Europe beat the hell out of Germany. Because well, Germ- Nazism was evil. So police yourself. I don't support any of the nonsense, regardless of the religion that it hides behind. Right. right? The Catholics that beat themselves with the whip. What the hell is the matter with you? Not to mention, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, I'm sick of it all. And the magic carpet, what are, what are, what are the Scientologists? You hold the electrodes, you, you, you get a part in a Tom Cruise movie. I'm sick of it all. <laughs> I mean... For the, can we can we pretend it's the year 2023 and the wheel was invented and I got to stop dealing with these yard gnomes who beat their women and children? I can't tolerate it. And I don't understand that why it's embraced by the women and children who would be beat first because in a world of Sharia law, I'll do just fine. It's you people that are going to lose. No, that's funny. It's the very people. And I don't know if they're, you know, it's funny. They, they, they wish to be the oppressed yeah. and at the same time. They would be the ones that would be wiped out, utterly wiped out yeah. under Sharia law. I, I, I live in have, in, no, in... have no rights. They would have zero rights. I had to go outside of the neighborhood I live in. And I went outside the neighborhood I live in, and I was, you know, I, I have to admit, I got a coffee problem. I mean, I really got a coffee problem. I was jonesing for some coffee. And I went to a, a, a coffee place, and here's a girl with purple hair who wanted to be called Paul. And she had on the other side of her apron, the, when it said my, my uh, preferred name is Paul, she had uh, Free Palestine. I want to say, hey, Paul, number one, you can't cut it in a man's world because all men aren't equal. 
I'll show you 15 guys from my neighborhood who, who will testify to that. In the meantime, why don't you take your ass over to Gaza and see how long you go with the purple hair and the, and the synonym Paul. Let's see how that works for you. Yeah, I think, you know, the proof is in the pudding, and why don't they pick up a gun yeah, and go that's... and defend the tunnels and, yeah. and beat up the hostages that are still there? When I was in Chicago, I had a girl that wanted to be called Nick. I'm in Florida. I got a girl that wants to become Paul. In the meantime, I, I'm being bossed around by people who pretend it's the year 622 and they're on to something new with a religion of conformity and hatred, despotism, murder, and mayhem. We have civilians getting killed in Paris. We have Christian churches being blown up in, in the Philippines. How long before you see an attack in America, in your estimation? I think it's going to be very soon. And, I, you know, there is a parallel between this, uh, Sean. The, the faith of Islam does not allow for nonconformity. Neither does socialism. So these very people <laughs> that are telling us what to think yeah. are the persons who are just like the Islamists yeah. in saying you can't think whatever you want to think. These are the people who shame Christians. These are the people who, you know, in a classroom won't allow a boy to say he's a boy. Well, these are two phony cults. Yeah. You notice that? They're two it phony is. cults. They're very alike. They are very alike. Richard Lyons, how do you decide which atrocity to write about? I mean, are you constantly writing? Uh, uh, what's the next topic? I could I mean, be. I could oh. be. I know. My next article is going to be out this week. It's going to be called "Classroom for A Classroom for Cowards. Oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah. I like it. You know, I don't know what's sad is that the classroom is always going to be full. As you see, more and more Americans not only support the 7th century barbarism of this insanity, but you see more and more Americans support the corruption of a, of a mafia government. And the idea that we are, you know, I, I, I was in a cigar store the other day, and there's a young kid working there. And uh, we were talking about communism, and the kid is 22 years old. She said, she said I, I, I don't know what communism is. I never heard of it. So in school, not only aren't they teaching you the pitfalls of the only philosophy, political philosophy, that's responsible for 180 million deaths worldwide, they're cultivating them to accept that philosophy. So they're not teaching them properly. So the reality is the real movement, if we want to save America, is to end all public schools, isn't it? Well, I'll tell you this. The Democratic Party see, sought to uh, control our education system. Since it decided that more and more government money has gone into education, and you can, you can trace the, the education against our founding values, has been going down as the money has been going up. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They've been attacking our founding fathers. The more money has been poured into education. I love it. You should write a whole novel on this, a whole book. It's better well, to be a <laughs> no, I know, but it's better to be a bum in a free society than middle class in a socialist exactly. one. Oh, I like it exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, I love the fact that you started out in our area. You were born in Evanston, and yeah, look at what you've raised. done. Look at what you've done with your life. You could be right now in a parade supporting Hamas, pretending you were not a racist by advocating racism and reparations. I love what you did with your life, Richard Lyons. Thank you for making time for me. Thank you, Sean. Thanks for your time. I appreciate we'll be, it. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The AM560. The answer. The Hamas caucus in the American government. I love it. I absolutely love it. I, and, and, and Squirrel, let's keep it straight. This is not Congresswoman face of a camel's ass, Rashida Tlaib. This is not the moron who married her brother, uh, Ileana Omar. 
This is Congresswoman Cockeye. She has the extremely large left eye, of which I don't think there's a diagnosis, aside from the fact her parents are cousins. You said it worked. Yes, there were hostages who were released, but it wasn't even an actual uh, hard ceasefire. They were just trying to get another day and Hamas wouldn't comply. So what makes you think that Hamas would comply with a longer-term ceasefire? Well, I think this is all about negotiation. Qatar has been incredibly helpful. See, see, when you say it, when you know that all the billionaires live there, you, you make sure you say it right. Qatar, Qatar, Qatar needs to be turned into the moon the way Gaza has. What about now? Where are the billionaires now? Well, here, it's not clear to me from the reporting um, who was to blame for... Uh, you don't for believe the, the U.S. The oh, I, I know which one it was, Congresswoman Kakai. The ones yelling Aloha snack bar, beheading the babies, you filthy animal. You Hamas caucus member, you dimwit. An administration that Hamas... Well, I just think it's very complicated. Young women. I think oh, it's no, very, it's not complicated. Very... See, since you made up your cowardly religion with your fraud that crawled into the well, you've been trying to get people to conform. And if they don't, you like to chop their head off. Uh, what's his name? What do you call that? That moron that crawled in the well? I can't keep that nonsense cult straight. I've seen a lot of progressive women, generally speaking, they're quick to defend women's rights and speak out against using rape. Now, see, the more you, you, you listen to Rashida Talib or take a look at her on television or Congresswoman Kakai, the more you understand that beekeeper costume that these, uh, these people who are all kids of cousins insist their women walk around in. As a, as a weapon of war, but downright silent on what we saw on October 7th and what might be happening inside. You mean the, the, the greatest atrocity since the Nazis, as the Islamo-Nazis perpetrated crimes that would even horrify Goebbels. Is that what you're talking about? Gaza right now to these hostages. Why is that? I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know that that's true. I think we, we always talk. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa. Are you a Holocaust denier? Congresswoman Kakai? about the impact of war on women in particular. In fact, I remember 20 years ago, I did a petition around the war in Iraq. You said saying that... talked about it since oh, October 7th. Was your left eye extremely large 20 years ago, or is that something that happens after menopause? Condemned what Hamas has done. I've condemned Specifically all of women. the actions. Absolutely. The, the rape, the... Of course, but... I oh, oh, oh. That's it? Just the rape and of course? How about the rape, the inbreeding? How about the fact that they're slaves or that they mutilate their daughter's genitals. What about that? Or how about that whole nonsense fraud religion you got there? Aloha snack bar. I think we have to remember that Israel is a democracy. That is why they are a strong ally of ours. And if they do not comply with international humanitarian law, they are bringing themselves to a place that makes it much more difficult strategically for What great pilots they are, Congresswoman Kakai, and the real answer is if we give them all planes and tell them to fly to go meet their 72 virgins. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer.
If you have social media that is dominated by algorithms that uh, pull people down these uh, rabbit holes that are a bit like pitcher plants, these algorithms... Uh, they Pay attention, Squirrel. He sold his phony company to Al Jazeera for $100 million. Pay attention. It's Al Gore. Never did anything in his life. His father was an oil man. Made millions in the oil business. Now the self-loathing fat slob that is his son, known as the former vice president, he's going to lecture you about media, and investigating information, or buying his con job. As his one house gives off more electric bull dung than towns near it. They are the digital equivalent of AR-15s. They ought to be banned. They really ought to be banned. It's an abuse. You're going to ban algorithms. You're going to ban all kinds of information. You practice censorship because sooner or later the people are going to figure out you're a swindler. And the whole fracking thing you're selling is nothing more than a lie. And could you please eat a salad, fatso? Bob in Buffalo Grove. Good afternoon, uh, Sean. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Always good talking to you. I didn't get through to you yesterday when you were talking with uh, Don Kendall of the Heartland talking about climate, but you played uh, Al Gore, one of our climate experts, and today I've been catching a lot of sound bites on the renowned climate expert, John Kerry. I guess he's got a gas problem. I've heard about it. That's it right there. You're talking about how he, uh, he and you know what I like about John he, Kerry uh, soiling his trousers on the stage while talking? I like the fact that the young girl sitting directly behind him just shut up and ate it. That's what I really liked about it, because you have to keep your eye on the ball when John Kerry is passing methane in your face. Now, I find myself getting more and more militant because I do not understand how adults who are in position of responsibility can be avoiding responsibility for taking away those things that are killing people on a daily basis. And Did you hear it? Yep. Yeah. And, uh, now, it's not, it's not my favorite one. By far, you know, I mean, by far... My favorite one. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat an election. Yeah, that's some real methane. But uh, somebody's going to have to buy those carbon tax credits. In the meantime, Bob, that's all John Kerry's ever been doing, passing methane. Normally it's through his mouth. This time it was the other orifice. Thank you very much. Ron in Chicago. Hey, Sean. Good to hear from you. You too. Hey, these animals want to act like it's 1622. I say we roll back the clock to 1025 and start the Crusades again. Were the Crusades 1025? So we went on for 400 years of them yelling Aloha Snack Bar. I can't tell the difference because they've been in the same fracking costume since they you know, made up that cult. You know what cult. they used to do to them? What? You know what they used to do to them? When they would kill a Christian, they'd kill the guy that killed the Christian and sew his body up inside of a pig's carcass and then oh, really? bury it somewhere where the family wouldn't find it. I wonder where That's my ancestors were. I hope my ancestors were in on that, whether it's the Vikings or the Italians. I hope somebody got some vindication. Thank you very much, Ron. I appreciate the call. Scott in Sycamore. Sean, how's it going? Splendid. How are you? So, so with all these climate morons that are out there, you know, what I find humorous is I watched a study on it recently, and what they fail to talk about is that they water vapor six, no they tell you that 6300 6300 6, million metric tons of co2 are produced and that's our the horror number that they tell everybody but what they don't tell you is that the trees need it yeah 6500 million metric tons 
So the yes. trees actually take in more CO2 than what we actually put out, and that's a good thing. CO2 is one-half of one-tenth of 0.01% of all greenhouse gases. And the main thing that they can never control is actually called water vapor. You know, we got a lot of oceans on the planet. In the meantime, they'll never tell you, is we do not know the trillions of gallons of barrels of whatever oil is released through the ocean floor. No idea. So you got a bunch of carnival barkers practicing some form of a cult, kind of a religion. In fact, the only difference between the eco-Nazis and the Islamo-Nazis is the eco-Nazis dress in $6,000 suits because they make a hell of a lot more money selling that con job, don't they? Al Gore, $100 million, that fat bastard. In the meantime, his father was an oil man. Favorite part of the story. And John Kerry wants to go to war. Funny, he didn't want to go to war when he was in war at Vietnam. He was a protester and a communist sympathizer. Now he wants to go to war. Uh, this is insane to be thinking that, you know, we're asking people to give up. We're, we, we, there was a time in the last years that uh, we might have gone to war to protect our energy sources. And Oh, he's gassy all the time, this guy, this methane. You know, it's funny, John Kerry. You keep professing this tyranny in America, this... Um, degrowth platform where you make us all poor and we all pay more for things like electricity which is abundant but you never mention your other policies where you're blowing up half of the world you con artist moron now why don't you get to what you're good at and start dating billionaires because that's all you've ever done in your miserable existence that in protest the vietnam war each day to facilitate the process by which the united states washes her hands of vietnam someone has to give up his life so that the then you were against war. Now you want to go to war? You're a real con artist, aren't you? When are you going to die, for God's sakes? And how is Jimmy Carter doing? Still alive! Craig in Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, thanks for making it. Okay, I got the, uh, the perfect reason and example of why these three-letter agencies should never, ever get that 702 again. That thing's got to die and everything is because... That January 6th, where you have all kinds of uh, American citizens, patriots, they're rounded up, they lock them up, they're locked up for years. You mean the the PSYOP, where the FBI dressed as uh, Trump supporters and created the mayhem and broke things and lured protesters, the most obvious stolen election in American history, into the Capitol, you know, the People's House, and uh, we are still have people sitting in the cooler without their day in court? You mean that one? Sean, I want to puke every time I think about it. It makes me seriously sick. This this country with this, these three letter agencies, yeah. they hate us that are on the on the patriotic side. These are anti American people oh, yeah. that we can't give them. You know what's always to. troubled me, Craig? If I was ever to partake in a say an insurrection, I would show up with a lot more than my Schwansteiger in my hand. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free. On the Sean Thompson Show, on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. You know what's interesting about death taking a holiday and Jimmy Carter being touted as an elder statesman? People forget just how much the Carter years sucked. Just how much economic mayhem, bankruptcy, and disaster the whole time, just like this particular administration, the Democrat mafia lied about everything. The first time in American history where a president came on 
dressed like Mr. Rogers, with his shirt on to tell you you're going to have to get used to failure. You're going to have to get used to something for less. The whole time, inflation not only destroyed the quality of life, much as it's doing today, but as Jimmy Carter claimed to have economic success, you see, he, they always tell the same lie. I created, back then it was 9 million jobs, which was a lie. But um, he didn't have the support of the media the way that this particular dimwit in diapers does. Yes, Mr. President, you have mentioned the creation of 9 million new jobs. At the same time, the unemployment rate still hangs high, as does the inflation rate. Now, I wonder, can you tell us what additional policies you would pursue in a second administration in order to try to bring down that inflation rate? And would it be an act of leadership to tell the American people they're going to have to sacrifice to adopt a leaner lifestyle for some time to come? Yes, we have demanded that the American people sacrifice, and they've done very well. I think this idea that has been spawned here in our country that inflation somehow came upon us like a plague and therefore it's uncontrollable and no one can do anything about it is entirely spurious and it's dangerous to say this to the people. President Carter also has spoken of the new jobs created. Well, we always, with the normal growth in our country and increase in population, increase the number of jobs. But that can't hide the fact that there are 8 million men and women out of work in America today, and 2 million of those lost their jobs in just the last few months. Since then, he has blamed to the people for inflation, OPEC. He's blamed the Federal Reserve System. He has blamed the lack of productivity of the American people. He has then accused the people of living too well and uh, that we must share in scarcity, we must sacrifice and get used to doing with less. We don't have inflation because the people are living too well. We have inflation because the government is living too well. Ray Dalio today on Bloomberg vocalized the same kind of incompetent policy that was perpetrated in the 70s, only this time on steroids under the Dimwood and Diaper administration. We have to deal with the intersection of the various realities, right? So let's say from a central bank point of view, what they did was they gave away money. They made interest rates more negative, and you didn't have to pay back principal because they had interest-only loans. So you got money. And then, but the problem is one man's debt is another man's assets. And if you don't create an asset that is going to give you a return that's above inflation, you, it, you create a skew. So everybody borrowed a lot of money that is a problem. Okay. So uh, when we're dealing with the other question, is it more difficult to finance now that you might have an 8% in, essentially cost of funds rather than free money? Yes, it is. It's got to be difficult for a guy with that intellect to answer stupid questions by the media today. In the meantime, here's the reality of what Joe Biden and Bidenomics really is. A new op-ed lays out one of the reasons Americans don't like Bidenomics. The bite it's taken out of our retirement savings. 401ks down nearly 25%. Pension plans have lost 12%. Not if you're on one of those government cheese fake ones. Oh, then you're living large. And if you duke your boss a nice sack of Joea, an envelope with some cash in it like you were going to Burke's office, you get the promotion right before you retire. Yeah, you guys are fooling me. However, 60% of workers say their income has not been enough to keep up with inflation. More than half of those who got a pay bump said their pay lost ground to inflation. No kidding. Now vote for Liz Cheney. Uh, Pete, Cedar Lake, Indiana. Representing Cedar Tucky, good evening, Sean. <laughs> I uh, just had a thought about uh, 
the clip he played with John Kerry, and it was reminiscent of the cockpit scene from Airplane with the uncontrollable flatulence. Can you, can you imagine, Pete, with John Kerry's history of incompetence and failure and cowardice? John Kerry's lies when he threw the medals that weren't his and all the rest of it. Can you imagine a society that would consider this fraud, this two-bit carnival gypsy, an elder statesman? You know, Pete, when you really Here reflect... Here we are on the world stage. It could be worse when you think about exactly how corrupt these political whores posing as politicians really are. I appreciate the call, Pete. Thank you, my friend. Robert in Bloomingdale, 20 seconds. I'll tell you this, though. You compare to Biden, uh, the Jimmy Carter, uh, Biden makes uh, Jimmy Carter look like an elder statesman and a scholar, in my opinion. Yeah, he had a better first lady and a more attractive daughter than Hunter Biden, the crack-smoking sister-in-law, banging, whoremongering fraud who is a bagman. We'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. There are so many pleasures of doing this job, it's hard to narrow in on what my favorite is, but this next guest kind of is an example of why I love it so much. If you've been paying attention to what Americanism is, the fight of the collective against the collective, against the government supremacist, be they a Marxist, a socialist, communist, or an all-around mafia member practicing corruption in government, you know his name. He's a prolific writer, and if you collectively go over the amount of books he's sold that are on the New York Times bestselling list, you'd be over one million copies. His new book, The Radical Mind, The Destructive Plans of the Woke Left, is out now. He is a legend when it comes to the fight of uh, patriotism and Americanism. He is David Horowitz, the founder and CEO of the David Horowitz Freedom Center. David, thank you for making time for me. How are you? I'm okay, Sean. Wonderful. You know, I, because there's people like you out there. Oh, thank you. I've been a fan of yours. You're in game. Well, all of my life I've been a fan of yours because I recognize your fight is truly the fight of American patriotism. You are the son of uh, communists. You were a red diaper baby, but you always believed in freedom. And you became arguably one of the greatest and most successful warriors for Americanism and for freedom. And it's amazing that all of your life you've been putting up this fight and never have you been more needed than right now. And you are an elder statesman in the fight. And you're still kicking out books because it's never really been more necessary than in the year 2023, has it? Nope. My, my late partner, Peter Collier, used to say that we're, we're going to lose every battle but the last one. That was yeah. his uh, optimism. Look, what we have... To, to follow, we talk in a, a language that doesn't have much reality in it. Um, people on television, and of course, Democrats are congenital liars, but um, pe- people talk as though there's something semi-normal about this. What we have is hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of young people at our most elite 
educational institutions, Harvard, Yale, University of Chicago, and so forth, marching in favor of another Holocaust of the Jews, the worst genocide in human history. They want it repeated with the same people, no less. They haven't even changed its target. Um, And to understand a normal person looking at these slogans, I I was just watching this Harvard student who said she was driven out of her she, she's a doctoral student in some study group because she thought it was wrong to massacre teenage concert goers if they were Jews. That, that's Harvard. You know, David, um, um, when you were we young... We need a movement to defund these corrupt universities. Yes, Ooh. but the, to me the difference is when you were young... The uh, people that were advocating for government supremacy, whether they called themselves communists or Marxists or socialists, they seem to be more intellectual than these particular new crop of government supremacists. And when you see this tired old fight again of the radical Islamo-Nazis and their plight as a victimhood, what troubles me is the silence of the majority and let's pretend that they're the the majority. And I, I I've known. Well, I'm sure you have. Hey, people, you know, people don't stick their necks out normally. Um, people are wary of uh, you know. Look, the, let me give you an example. The IRS is one of the most corrupt institutions in American life. It has rules that it imposes, but only on conservatives. That if you want to get tax exempt status, you can't participate in politics, you can't break laws, um, you can't be racist, and so forth. Yeah. Uh, yet, Black Lives Matter is a tax exempt charity. Uh, Antifa is supported by a tax exempt charity. Uh, there are Hamas organizations that are supported that, that qualify as tax-exempt charities because the IRS looks the other way. You would think that Republicans would be screaming this from the rooftops, but they're afraid. They're afraid of what? They're afraid of the IRS descending on them. So do you think that's why, you think that's why good, good practicing, decent people who happen to be Muslim are being silent in a fashion of which I haven't really seen this kind of silence. No, I, just, I agree with you on this. People who think that the Palestinians are innocent have to explain how they elected uh, Hamas as their government. Yes. And then Hamas took over hundreds of millions of dollars in humanitarian aid from the United States and Israel that was designed, it was humanitarian aid, and it was designed to turn... Gaza into a, a tourist attraction because it's on the Mediterranean. And they use that to build 300 miles of, ton- of terrorist tunnels so they could sneak across the border and murder Jews. So they're not innocent. David, you know, what- where's the protest from Islam? Where's the, an Islamic leader? Yes. Of any 
Islamic State denouncing the massacre of October 7th. They're they quiet. They're quiet like a Democrat congressman. And the other part that's quiet, <laughs> and the other part that's quiet is our intelligence so-called uh, uh, infrastructure in this country. Look, yeah. at our, look at our general staff. Look at you know Lloyd Austin and the racist who's the head of uh, uh, the Joint Chiefs of Staff and so forth and so on. This has all been a campaign of the left that succeeded over 50 years since the riot at the 68 convention to take over the Democrat Party and then to weaponize all the institutions of government against patriots. That's basically what happened. And let me just say that these uh, Hamas and its followers, and, and you could say this about all the PLO terrorists as well, are worse than the Nazis. Worse. Oh, yeah. Hitler, Hitler hid the final solution from the Germans because he thought they were too civilized to support and accept such a plan. It was a secret plan, the final solution. These guys, not only they shouted from the rooftops. I mean, we have the people chanting the slogans in the streets from the river to the sea. Yeah. You know, it's got to be Jew-free. Well, David, you know what's interesting to me is that uh, during his, the, the, the uh, Yasser Arafat, him, his family lived in Paris. At the time of his death, he had over a billion dollars while the country wallowed in poverty. Thirty-five billion. Thirty-five billion, even better. And now you look at the you look at prior to the attacks. Look at what the ghetto that was Palestine, and you look at their hierarchy living in Qatar. Three of them worth what we can trace to eleven billion dollars. Is this a teachable moment to tell the people that advocate for teachable government moment. supremacy? You live like a poverty a slave. Will be Sean when they're dead. The Israelis are going to kill them, and that's when people will will learn, not yeah. before. What What's needed here? You have the all these irrational people who are drunk on uh, Marxist claptrap from our universities and in our K twelve schools. No, reason isn't going to reach them. What will reach them is when people. Stiffen their spines and stand up to them. You know, let's you know, not. We're not going to persuade the hardcore, but we can isolate them by being brave. Well, and, this is uh, a, this that's is, what I'm watching. This is to me something that we can use as a as as kind of a lesson, a teachable lesson. And you know, David, when uh, Ukraine was involved in their skirmish, the former Soviet Union against Russia, what bothered me and always bothered me was the Azov Nazi battalion that was a part of the Ukrainian military. How to this day they still celebrate Stefan Bandera Day, which is their biggest holiday. This is something I think there is an ignorance in American, the luxury of being entitled and being the richest nation. Do you think Americans are finally waking up, or there's an opportunity to teach them just how many anti-Semite Nazis are actually still out in the world? Yeah, and in America, since we've let 8 million people, or Biden, have let 8 million unvetted migrants in from China and Pakistan and uh, Yemen and, oh, and Iran. It's unbelievable what's happened. 
You know, it's, you know, you're absolutely right about it. First of all, America, before Biden, was a pretty happy country. Lots of opportunities for lots of people, lots of opportunity to raise your status in life. Uh, you know, almost all the millionaires in America are self-made, first-generation millionaires. Yeah. Um, it was a great, it, it was a country you can amuse yourself and fulfill yourself in uh, a myriad of ways, um, and again, until the Biden attack on our system. So Americans didn't pay too much attention to what was going on overseas. If they if they had, things would be different, but they, they there was no reason to. You know what I... Can I, I give, when people are depressed, I give this example. In May 1941, uh, Germany hadn't attacked the Soviet Union at Stalin's Russia. But German, the Nazis had overrun all of Europe. The Japanese had overrun all of Southeast Asia. They were, they were anti-freedom, anti-American. And Gallup took a poll among Americans, and 81% of Americans did not want to go into the war. Actually, Roosevelt ran one year from promising not to get involved in the war. Mm-hmm. But then came Pearl Harbor, and everything changed. And within four years, that whole axis was gone. So uh, people I hope here, it's not going to take another attack. Thousands of Americans die before they wake up, you know, and that's the sad thing yeah. about about our own history. But there's something I think that there's another thing to point out to people, and that is when it came to China persecuting the Muslim Uyghurs. There were rabbis in New York. Nobody on the left gives a hoot about but, but, that. But what was funny, David, is there were rabbis in New York. There were rabbis in California. There were Jewish people from coast to coast advocating for life among the Muslim Uyghurs in China and the Americans to reject the communist Chinese government because they were persecuting Muslims. Yet now in this country, I hear nothing among Muslims talking about the the Hamas killing Jews. And that, to me, is the difference of the people themselves. It is a difference of the character of the religions. And this is something that I think we should remind people. Afraid of being assassinated. The beauty of getting old is the closer you get to death, the less you fear it. I I didn't catch that. I said the beauty of getting old, if you live the... A righteous life is the closer you get to death, the less you fear it. It's funny when you could tell the the cowards among us as they're afraid of everything because they're willing to abandon their principles. I have to talk that into my mirror tomorrow morning when I get up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listen, David, I, I, I love the fact that you continue to write. I know you do it because you love it, not because you have to. The new book, it's out now, right, David? Yes, I love writing, but I love America. The radical I, mind. You, you, you know, David. Really, I, I, I know your story. Your story of being, being born. Le- yeah, being a leftist never means means never having to say you're sorry. But you're you're an example Rosenbergs of were victims. Yeah, you're the example of why I'm always optimistic when it comes to confronting communists, Marxists, and socialists because you're the original red diaper baby, 
And look at what you did with your life. I love that about you. And I love the fact that you've sold over a million books. The new book is called The Radical Mind, The Destructive Plans of the Woke Left. He is David Horowitz. You can find him at the David Horowitz Freedom Center. What's the website name, David? Thefrontpagemagazine.com or frontpagemag.com. But it's all the book is all over Amazon. It's, it should be at bookstores everywhere if it isn't raise hell. David, you, I have admired you all of my life. It has been a pleasure to get to talk to you. This is the second time I've had that pleasure. I thank you for everything you do on behalf of all of my patriotic relatives who fought in World War II and World War I and the original war. Thank you for being who you are. I appreciate you. Thank you, Sean. We'll be back. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. If you know anything about American history, you know about David Horowitz. Ironically, from 1959 to 1975, he was an advocate for the American left movement in general. It wasn't until Jimmy Carter and the failing that he saw in his parents' former country, the Soviet Union, that he discounted and rejected the form of collectivism referred to as a communist-Marxist hybrid, and then became one of the greatest advocates for American freedom and liberty. Patrick in Schomburg. Hello, Sean. How are you? That was a great interview. Oh. You, you know, David David Horowitz is from Queens. I'm from Brooklyn, so he almost sounds like me. But you know, he, he, as you say, he was part of the he was part of the left revolution in the 50s and 60s with the black uh, Black Panthers. He saw people yeah. get killed. It, it's an incredible story, and everyone should know it. His parents were members of the Communist Party. They were both teachers in the New York City public school system. It, it's an amazing story. And everyone should know who David Horowitz is. Well, he's and he's Russian, and his grandfather tra- traces back to Belarus. In fact, I mean, one of the original uh, uh, Marxists, Leninists, Stalinists, but it was during that time when the Trotskyites and the Leninists separated that his family became a target, and they fled the Soviet Union. You know, Patrick, it's something when you see these idiots today calling themselves Democrats advocate for this philosophy, and they don't understand within the philosophy itself the murder and the mayhem between the Leninists and the Stalinists and the Trotskyites and all the rest of it. They're just idiots reciting this this utopia that has led to the death of 180 million fracking people and the audacity of them. And they wind up killing each other. You know, Stalin killed Trotsky. Oh, I love how Trotsky Trotsky died exactly the way he should have, with a wrench to the skull. I appreciate it. The David Horowitz interview was terrific and oh. I, and it but it's just difficult listening to him sometimes because he's 90 years old yeah. and he struggles he struggles but if you listen to interviews of him like 10 15 20 years ago he, he's he's brilliant oh and absolutely I, brilliant and you know I know enough about him and you know at his, his advanced age he's struggling with uh, so yeah. many things he doesn't have to write another book book and you know yeah. that this man writes the book he writes the book with all of his illnesses, and he's going to fight till the day he dies. I love that about the guy. I do. Thank you, Patrick, for uh, recognizing God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Thank you brother. Uh, I don't know. Can I, do the, did it, can I do the cream puff? 
Do I want to do a Trotskyite? What is it, Cream Puff? Is it a Trotskyite, a Stalinist, a Leninist, or is it just a short in the pants Democrat mafia guy from Chicago who wanted a free pension? Why did you sell out your country? <laughs> Dominion. Is Dominion going to run this next election, or is it just the U.S. Post Office going to run? Who, crooked who, bastards are going to win again. Burke know, is going to skip gonna, through the tulips. Gonna, He'll be back on Rush Street buying you hoardy orbs, as you call it, or hors d'oeuvres. You'll be right back in business, won't you? Oh, come on. You're not going to keep the Irish down too long. Uh, no, you John. put me. You guys got this game rigged. You figured it out in New York when you're all walking around with those silly hats on back when you could fit in your trousers. Thank you very much, Cream Puff. I appreciate it. In the meantime, Bidenomics. Liz Cheney running for the third party. I mean, what kind of nonsense you want to talk about? Let's talk about a nerd who is often on the Epstein logs. You know, the very one that our own senator, Little Dick Durbin, also part of that mafia we were just discussing, is protecting the people from. Let's go to the nerd and exactly what he's invested in. If we can get either nuclear fission or fusion to be safe. I picked the fission. Squirrel, what do you want? The fission? You want the fusion? What boondoggle scam do you want in? Doesn't matter. Bill Gates has billions invested in both. Safe and broadly accepted and uh, very economic because it's not weather dependent. It would be very common. You know, when he's talking, he sounds very technical. You wouldn't know he didn't graduate college, but you wouldn't also know he likes young girls trapped on an island screaming for a ride home on a plane where they can only wear their bikini bottoms. Complementary to the large amount of solar and wind that we're putting into our electric system. And so... I'm, a, I'm biased. I'm a huge investor in, in both fission and fusion and hoping that uh, it comes in time. Yeah, I hope one of those girls you defiled sues you. 312-642-5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. More millionaires and billionaires are ex-politicians than Chicago Mercantile Exchange traders. That's for certain. You see, because old Mercantile Exchange traders were exposed to loss and risk, political whores never are. Why do you think Tony Resco always threw fundraisers for Barack Obama? Why do you think... Gold bars that were stolen from a developer's house ended up in Bob Menendez's jacket in his closet because there's a lot of money in policy and all you need to do is follow it. Now, it's funny. I send my honey bunny clips all day throughout the day of news bites. There was one that I sent her of Chuck Schumer from the floor today where he was bragging about the uh, easiest vice president this country's ever had, Kamala Harris. And how she has acted in a, as a tiebreaker for bills for a record number for this country. Record number. And all of the bills she acts as a tiebreaker on are tied to various spending bills in real estate, particularly in Democrat areas. So when you hear this story about Bob Menendez and the gold bars from the developers, it's more than just another corrupt Democrat. It's an indication of the modus operandi of corrupt Democrat funders and corrupt Democrat politicians. Police stolen property logs from the Davies armed robbery case a decade ago. 
It was on December 13th, 2013, that Davies' signature and initials appear on the property release form. And four of the gold bars Davies certified as stolen and then returned to him appear to be an exact match to images of four gold bars included in the bribery indictment. All of this spells bad news for Senator Menendez because... It's bigger than this fat slob and his used-to-be stripper wife. What it is, is an example of what it looks like in every one of these Democrat sewers. So when you hear the story of the migrant camp won't be done, the question is, how did it get fast-tracked in the first place? Who owns the land? What are the backdoor agreements, backroom agreements, made between landowners, Democrat contributors, and corrupt politicians. Got some breaking news. The state will not move forward with the migrant base camp in Chicago's Brighton Park neighborhood. The governor's office cites environmental concerns. Good afternoon. I'm Dina Baer. The only reason they cite environmental concerns is because there was an outrage of the people. Otherwise, this would have been fast-tracked in the way developers get sweetheart deals in corrupt alderman areas. Town of a Southwest Side Burger King owner is again the focus of the Ed Burke trial today. The once powerful a former alderman is uh, facing a host of federal corruption charges. Our Mike Lowe reports from the Dirksen Federal Building. The son of a fast food tycoon who owns hundreds of restaurants today testified about just one of them, the controversy surrounding a Burger King in former Alderman Ed Burke's 14th Ward. Today, that man testified that Burke's involvement was, quote, a little unusual. Zohab Denani started his second day on the witness stand. He oversaw the Chicago restaurants for the Denani Group, which owns more than 800 fast food restaurants across the country. Loin Lottery. One of them was located in the ward of former Chicago Alderman Ed Burke near 40th and Pulaski. In 2017, the restaurant was set to undergo renovations, but ran into problems with Burke's office, which needed to give its approval for the construction and driveway permits. The alleged crime here is extortion. Prosecutors say Burke held up the needed driveway permits as a way to pressure the Denanis into hiring his private law firm. Too bad the Denanis didn't have any gold bars laying around. The chain of custody, it appears, is going to be really easy to prove up. NBC legal analyst Danny Savellos says showing gold bars were given to Robert and Nadine Menendez alone does not prove the crime of bribery. No. Was there a quid pro quo? Was it in exchange? He found the gold bars in the Mercedes, also delivered by the developer for the senator's official acts or promises of the same. The FBI says the quid pro quo between Senator Menendez and Davies went like this. In exchange for cash and gold bars, Senator Menendez would try to use his position to help Davies get favorable treatment from the New Jersey U.S. Attorney's Office. Which now that's just the customary extortion schemes between political whores and victims or entrepreneurs. But what happens when it's all around infrastructure bills, like the ones that the vice president rubber stamps to go to very targeted Democrat areas? To Mayor Turner, the proposals will best be addressed. Uh, the complaints the city leaders have received. The city council is set to vote on the changes Wednesday morning. And even as city leaders make changes for customers, there are new claims of fraud and financial waste at the water department. And as the Office of Inspector General investigates the questionable connections that we uncovered last month, we are exposing even more. Contractors who say they saw the waste firsthand are calling investors. 
investigative reporter Amy Davis to explain how taxpayers are getting drained. As water gushed, flowed, and sprayed from broken city water lines. This is an emergency situation. Emergency money also flowed. $87 million on EPOs related to leaks. Tens of millions of city tax dollars directed to a dozen companies to fix those lines. Many with no history of water line repair work. Some with no work history at all. We received a number of calls. We're vetting them as well. But if anyone had vetted Lose Construction, they would have noticed its connection to Houston and Public Works Manager Patrice Lee, the same employee choosing the companies to get the multi-million dollar repair contracts. We showed you last month that Lee's brother is listed on state records as the owner of Lou's Construction, but he didn't want to talk with us about the four and a half million dollar contract he received. Um, see your call. Once that story aired, city employees and contractors started calling. This contractor asked that we conceal his identity. He so what is the cost? of giving a notable asset of crooks like Joe Biden. Infrastructure bills of $2 trillion, not passed by our elected officials, but by his easy-peasy Vice President Kamala Harris. That's why the tape that I sent to Honey Bunny of Chuck Schumer celebrating how many times our democracy has failed and a corrupt administration has rubber-stamped spending bills is taken down by YouTube. It's the friendly censoring of propaganda wings called Google. Sorry, boys, but it's the way it works. Glenn in Oakbrook. Sean, I wanted to give you some good news. All right. Today today is the 90th anniversary of the end of Prohibition. Wow. Now, so, how was Prohibition passed? What would make politicians think that they could eliminate liquor? How was it passed? Do you remember? I think it had to do with some religious movement that said it uh, it was degrading humanity or something like that. No, and, it, was the, uh, it was the women who didn't want their drunks to be uh, uh, drunks anymore, and it's the first vote that they took after they could vote, and they voted for the mafia. Ta-da! Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate it. Worked out real well. Good news is it ended. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Hey, Sean, I wish you would... Uh, remind everybody about how Rahm Emanuel made sixteen dollars in four years when he left the Clinton. Sixteen uh, million. Six, Sixteen million in four years. It was a banking uh, I think with Citibank, wasn't it? And the Ball Daily also uh, cashed was, in. Yeah, it was uh, regulate. So I'm reading a political article from the time. A reputation as a deal guy who focused on murders and accusations. Murdered murders and accusations <laughs> yeah. among yeah. companies that were subject to heavy government regulation. Uh huh. Wasn't it Citibank? And when they asked the guy what would make his uh, his job worth sixteen million dollars, if I remember correctly, you'll have to forgive me. He said he got to work early and stayed late, right? Yeah, yeah. What, what, what he started out with, what he started out with, he was just a money raiser guy for uh, daily back in the year. He was on the phone calling people, and that's when he got a reputation for being a guy whose favorite word started with F and it was four letters. Yeah, I mean, and Bill Daly worked for Goldman Sachs at the time, didn't he? Pardon? Which Daly is bald? I can never remember my short in the Bill pants. Bill Daly guys. was working for it was at first Chicago at the time. That oh, first Chicago and Goldman Sachs. And then when the nephew, the north, when the nephew on the north side of Chicago, and the old joke is, what's the difference between a south side Irishman, a west side Irishman, and a north side Irishman? What? 
the 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 south side when they get angry they when they argue they fight when the west side angry uh argue they they uh or i'm sorry when they <laughs> west side Irish get angry they argue well when the north side uh irish i'm sorry i screwed it up you when they up drink yeah, you're terrible at the joke. Oh! But in the meantime, <laughs> when, the North, uh, I think they're English. So they when Daly's him. nephew killed the 99-pound kid in, on Rush Street and he didn't get in any trouble, he ended up working for Rahm Emanuel's brother in Hollywood, which I still think he works for. I'm sure it's all just a coincidence. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. <laughs> AM 560. The answer. Could go for a little Beretta. You know, they took down all of his uh, his reruns because of the wife thing. And if you look into that case, very interesting about Marlon Brando's son, Christian, during it. But uh, here's a new rule that we're going to implement on the Sean Thompson Show. You can tell a joke, and I'll take your joke, but do me a favor. Please know the joke before you start telling it, or at least make it up. You can make up a joke. It's easy. Like the the vice president. Did you know, squirrel, let's make up a joke. Did you know that the vice president played a musical instrument? Did you know that? Yeah. It's called the organ. Da-da, da. Do not come. Do not come. I'm going to come. That's terrible, squirrel. You added to that. I am not getting in trouble for that. That is you. In the meantime, I'll tell you another Chicago. I, I'm, I'm hard on the Chicago Irish guys, but I always truly admired the women. They always looked like spring to me, and they were always so nice and happy. I never met a mean Chicago Irish girl. I wasn't around that much, but I never did. In the meantime, I'll tell you a nice Chicago Democrat Irish joke. It's called Little Dick Durbin, and here he is destroying the principles of our government. Before moving to the subpoena authorization, we consider the nominees. First is Judge Mustafa Kashubai, nominated to the U.S. District Court for the District of Oregon. The clerk will call the roll. Mr. Chairman, are we going to have an opportunity to speak on the nominees? Yes, we're going to. Oh, I'm sorry. We already had done that uh, at great length. Well, I think um, this deserves some commentary um, given the nature of the nominee and uh, I'd like to ask to speak on the nomination. Senator, we've debated these two nominees twice. Mr. Chairman, I would also like to speak on the nomination. I, I understand what you'd like to do, but I'm saying... I want you to think about this as Chuck Schumer celebrates that Kamala Harris has passed bills for the Senate. As Republican senators cannot even discuss the Democrat sycophant judges they're cramming through in the in the federal justice system. In fairness, we have debated these nominees twice, and I ask the clerk to call the roll. Mr. Chairman, Mr. you're Chairman, denying us an opportunity right. to Mr. speak Come on, on a nominee. Man. I mean, third time. No. Okay, do this. So Just we don't do have it. a right to speak under the rules. Under Here's the our government working in action. The third, uh, the third time, I'd say no. So you're, so you're just going to make it up? So you, yeah. I'd like There's going to be a lot of consequences like coming here. Too, Mr. You're going to have a lot of consequences coming if you go down this road. You better I've cautioned it. you. I've cautioned a lot of you. The clerk will call the rule. Listen to me. I've cautioned a lot of you. In the meantime, our bureaucracy is being littered with Marxist mafia members, but we'll be back in 21 hours to kick their teeth in, like the IDF and Hamas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.